Well, hello and welcome to the Coastline Covenant podcast, the final Christmas hymn episode, as well as the final episode of 2021. It's been a great year. We started the podcast all the way back in like June or whatever. And since then, basically every Thursday, we've been coming to you with fun conversations and interviews. And man, I've had a great time doing it. And this episode is quite the ender. We have Mary Beth Aaron on with Michael and I talking about joy to the world. We talk about Mary, did you know, of course, we talk about all of the things that make Christmas joyful and exciting. And then we get really into this hymn and we go deep. This is an incredibly complex, nuanced hymn. And this is is a great conversation between three friends and so we hope you listen we hope you enjoy and make sure you listen for a very special guest who comes on and apologizes to mary beth for some things he said previously but we love you we're thankful for all the listeners and we will see you next year and every year after that Hello and welcome to another episode of the coastline covenant podcast a monumental one might i add for two reasons one we are landing the plane on our Christmas hymn series today, and this is also the final episode of 2021, the year of our Lord. The year we started the podcast, Michael, was it a good idea? It was a great, <laughs> great idea. One uh, of the greatest ideas we've ever had. Okay. Top five? Probably. Okay. I think. I, I love mean, that. it's been real Thank fun. You. Yeah, it's been real fun. You've been on it so much, which I love. It just this whole thing was just a ruse to hang out with Michael more. <laughs> and it worked. Or as I call you Mike now. <laughs> I know. Does anybody call you Mike? Um, my sister calls me Mike. My mama calls me Mikey. That's endearing. She's the only one. Mikey. Is she the only one who's allowed to? No. Cool. She's just the only one that does. Okay. But I respond to all. She's the only one that does for now. Hey, now I'm in. Mikey Parker. (laughs) Are you in? I call you MB. Do you like being called MB? Are you okay with MB? I was going to say we have two MBs on the couch today. I know. This This is is a whole conversation. With us today... The the teased guest we 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 from day one Sean mentioned you were going to be on and last week we extensively spoke about you and it's Mary Beth Aaron hello Mary Beth hello Hunter it's so good to have you here I'm a little nervous you shouldn't be okay as someone who's led worship for Coastline numerous times people know you as a worship leader you're also a music teacher that's true you are a youth volunteer veteran. I would say that a lot of the decisions we make in Coastline Youth are to please Mary Beth. I love that. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Mary Beth is just a vital voice in the conversation, but uh, we could not do a podcast about Christmas hymns and not have you on. And so I'm very excited for you to be here. Thank you. Two MBs on the couch, but we talked to this MB, the one in all denim in front of me. That's Michael Barker. We talked to him last week a lot about his favorite Christmas songs. And so I feel like this could be maybe a two hour conversation, Mary Beth. So I do want to try our best to keep it light in terms of timing. We asked the question, it's the three part Christmas song question, traditional Christmas song, pop Christmas song and Christmas hymn. I know your Christmas hymn is not this one. I thought this is the one you (laughs) wanted to do. It's the one I want to do because it's the last episode okay, before so Christmas. He's wanting to get in on the buzzer shot. It's the Christmas song. Uh, okay. But wait, it's not my favorite. Wait, I feel <laughs> I feel gypped. I feel like I gypped you. No, 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 no. You did not gyp me. Okay, what's your favorite Christmas hymn then? Um it's gonna be some obscure song that no one's ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I have planned many a Christmas program. Yeah. And yeah. have been in many a Christmas program. So I have an a near encyclopedic knowledge of Christmas music, which is so (laughs) that's why you're the perfect person to have on. Um, 
And I kind of like tier two Christmas hymns. Oh, like there's the hits, right? The, the ones we would never do on the <laughs> tier two. I'm a big fan of um, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Oh. Another Charles Wesley classic. I'm a big fan of In the Bleak Midwinter. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never heard yeah, that. Those are greats, um, Mary Beth. Thank you. Uh, and talk into the microphone, Michael. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, the song Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, there's a specific version. Um, there is this singer-songwriter named Sandra McCracken. Oh, yeah. Who's great. And she and a couple of other songwriters have like a music collective that writes really good music for kids that is not lame, which is the like golden goose of of like Christian kids music. Oh. Um, and they have uh, an entire album called Waiting Songs that is beautiful that I highly recommend to kids and adults. And they have a song, they have a version of Come Along, Spike to Jesus. And, and it's, it's just little kids singing it. Oh, that's And great. then they add this chorus that just says, we are waiting, we are waiting, we are waiting for you. And, Come on. Come on. This is something that we talked about off air last week. And we're going to get back to your questions in a second, but, or your songs in a second. But we talked off air last week with Andrew about why the fascination with kids, choirs singing Christmas songs. We did it at church this week, Joy yeah. to the World, which was great and so cute. But like Charlie Brown Christmas has Hark the Herald Angels Sing as children famously so so why do we think that is why do we think we involve children so much in these songs that i would i would argue are as we've discussed very theologically complex lots of nuances but we we throw them to the children why is that i think christmas is a, a tender time and a time when it's we are allowed to be tender but maybe in our, in our culture we're not entirely uh versed in how to do that and we're not tender people. I don't I don't I don't think it's a highly valued quality in America. Wow. Well, wow. I think the the theme of 2022's pod is let's be tender. Let's do it. Let's yeah. just cry. <laughs> is that what being tender means? I can't really wrap it up. I don't my know. Uh, there's the just something about children singing together that is Yeah. Well, and you know, Jesus was a, a baby. Historically, and historically, a kid, iconically, a child in this famously time. a child. <laughs> and a I child. just think there's something about hearing kids sing that is it gets yeah. it gets at you. It's pure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a hater. Like, I don't want to come out here and be like, yeah, I really don't think we should have kids sing these songs. <laughs> I just am wondering. It's interesting. OK, so I hear your hymn. You haven't given us one. You've given us several. Is there one? Is it come that long expected Jesus born to set thy people free? <sighs> sure. OK. I can't, I have a hard time with favorites. I have to do lists. So if I ask you two more favorites, is it I'm going to give you lists? three more favorites. I'm going <laughs> to add a category actually, because my favorite Christmas song is a, is a choral piece. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm laughing a lot here. Okay. Okay. So tell us that one. Okay. Then. So this is, um, I, I studied music. I was in many a choir and there's this American composer. He teaches at USC currently. His name is Morton Lordson. Okay, well, pause. We yeah. got a name on our hands. We got a name. That's a name and a half. Yeah. That might even be two names. Yeah. He's cool. Morton? Morton Lauridson. He is like... Fourth kid name, Michael? <laughs> Morton Barker? <laughs> <laughs> Morton and Michael. Sorry, not obscure enough for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, he wrote a song called... Uh, he, he set a song called Oh Monium Mysterium. And it's my... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's a lot. That's Latin, right? Is it? I think it's Latin. Sounds that like means, it. oh, yeah. great mystery. Anyway, it's gorgeous. Ooh. It's like um, the lyrics are just all about the great mystery of Christ coming through Mary 
and I'm a big fan of Mary. And it's just talking about the setting of her giving birth to the, you know, most glorious divine thing that ever happened in the setting of animals. And the way that he composes it is just soaring. And then at the right moments, this dissonance comes in. That'll mm. just, it'll break your heart. So anyway, that's the song that. Oh, that's great. Is my favorite. I will check that out. You By really should. Morton McNarrison. <laughs> what was his name? Morton. <laughs> Morton Lordson. Morton Lorton Lordson. <laughs> yeah, you got it. The song is Oh Divine Mystery. That's it. <laughs> in Latin. Okay. So I now I have task for two more Christmas, <laughs> Christmas right. songs from you. Favorite pop song? I think <sighs> I think that maybe this Christmas is maybe my favorite. By Ron Sexsmith. That's my know. favorite. That's a good one. That's a good one. You guys should all listen to that. It's like a minute and 40 seconds long. It's, it's great. Short. In it's in he wrote it for the OC. Yeah, he did. Which is great. Which is just that makes it much better. Sure does. Christmaca, the OC has four really good Christmas episodes. The one of the main characters is Jewish, so they kind of mash up Christmas and Hanukkah Christmaca. The first Christmaca, maybe this Christmas places Ryan and Marissa are Walking gallivanting through, South, through Coast South Coast Plaza. It's great. It's on HBO Max. Check it out now. And then your favorite traditional by way of Sinatra and at King Cole, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think you can beat Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Every version. Did you know that the original version of that song, because it was written for Judy Garland to sing in a movie? Yeah. The original version was, the original lyrics were so sad she refused to sing them. She said wow. it will make people hate me and hate this movie. Are they accessible, those lyrics? Uh, yeah, I'm sure somewhere. Which is like saying something because it's not like a super feel good song anyway. No, it's a really sad song. Yeah. Michael, do you like that song? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Have you ever weighed out like how sad it actually is? I mean, it does feel sad. For yeah. Sure. It's there is a and... sadness in Christmas, right? Absolutely. Like there's like a melancholy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is not the song. Joy to the no. world is not the melancholy one. But I, I mean, Oh Holy Night and O Come O Come Emmanuel as well kind of has that melancholy flavor. Okay, so can I take us just a little a, a little bit of a side just for a second? No, we've been really on track so far. Okay, so I need Here's, you to keep us on track. What's your favorite choral piece of Christmas, Michael? <laughs> no, by, I, I don't want to talk about by that. By Here's Clem and Flam. <laughs> Here's what I want to talk about. He's at Cal State Dominguez. He's so, not at USC. I think our listeners are wondering uh, because Mary, did you know, has oh come up gosh. a few times here. Oh, uh, you know, okay. this is on my notes to and, ask her. And here's the deal: it's gotten a little bit of flack. And and maybe even from me to a certain degree. Michael's and, asking for and forgiveness. Yet, and yet, I know you just said you're a fan of Mary. We're all friend. We're all fans of Mary Beth. I didn't say I was a fan of myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll the tape back. I think she did. I heard you say we're. I'm a big fan of Mary. So I, we're all fans of Mary. Yeah. Well, you also said, did you know this song was so sad? And I was going to say, no, Mary, I didn't know. But Mary, <laughs> did you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mary, we've, we've got to hear from you. We've got to hear from you. What is your take on Mary, did you know? I actually have a little bit of beef with literally everyone about this right now. Literally podcast, everyone. Maybe. I, I am offended that there was an expectation that I would be a fan of this song. Oh, that's on me. I figured you'd like it. <laughs> Michael. No, I think Sean. Like I'm had, actively had bothered by it. Did Sean say that? Yeah, it was Sean. And and. Do you want to get him in here right now to to apologize sure. to you? Here, can someone go get Sean? This has never happened before. Sean. Sean. This has never happened before. We are pulling someone into the podcast who is not scheduled to be on it. We're going to confront him live on air. 
Now, Sean, this has never happened before. You're you're on. The I want to thank you guys. I literally just stepped off a call with Blue Shield uh, PPO, so this is this is so much better than what no, I was just doing. No, this will be doing. just as bad. Uh, Mary Beth thinks you owe her an apology. <laughs> Mary. Sean. You don't know why, though. He knows because no, I, I texted I him. She texted me from that last podcast. This is what happened when you name drop somebody in on a podcast <laughs> without checking with them. Mary, I believe that you would be somebody who would be a s- extremely pro. Mary, did you know, for two reasons. Number one, you are named Mary. Number two, you are <laughs> very pro-Catholic. And so I assumed that these two reasons would cause for you to look at a song like Mary, did you know, and be affirming oh my gosh. of... The song and I and you told me in in no uncertain terms. That's that right. You were you are not a fan. You of are the song. wrong. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, I agree with Andrew for the exact opposite reason. I think it's a beautiful sentiment. I think there's something kind of beautiful about engaging your spiritual imagination. A mm. mother holding her son, thinking about all the things he might be, but musically, it's just trash. Oh, okay. It's rough. So Sandra McCracken and a bunch of kids did it. Do you think it'd be better? I mean, the melody is no good. Oh, they have to just take the whole thing and do it over It does. Again. What Andrew said about special music, like offertory, and you know, your girl has sung an offertory <laughs> or two. <laughs> no good. No. But I did tell Sean this. Now, the song Breath of Heaven I'm by unfamiliar. Queen of Christmas, Amy Grant. Oh. Uh, Laura Savitz isn't the original author of that song? <laughs> Are you sure? Shout out, Laura. Love you. Miss you, Laura. Second time she's come up on the podcast. If we're going to talk about special music, Laura is the queen of special music. That's true. That's Dude, true. Absolutely. That's true. <sighs> also, what? being named Mary doesn't help. Did people, like during Christmas time, do people treat you differently? Yeah. Because of your name? Is that totally. true? No. Oh. No, but... Um, you said that so convincingly. How could I think <laughs> Sometimes you baristas misspell my name, as in Christmas, on my cups. I have gotten oh, M-E-R-R-Y. And then uh, the state of education in this country is just Amen, sir. <laughs> atrocious. And then um, there's this guy that I grew up with named Mark Herbst. Okay. Who's great. But Shout would always, out Mark. He would always sing to me whenever he like saw me walking through the halls. Mary, did you know? And I hated it. So look, this is not the hottest take we need to talk about. We need to talk about how Michael defended simply having a wonderful Christmas time last week. He doesn't currently have the microphone, but because I have it. But that song is absolute musical roadkill it is the worst song i've ever heard the worst song is ever it is heard. Yeah, i'm gonna stand by that that's the worst I, name name a worse song huh? i i have the second track on the second track <laughs> on mccartney 2 is called temporary secretary and it is the worst song i've ever heard in my entire life it's another paul mccartney song and it's it is it makes simply having a wonderful christmas time sound like bach or something it's the same song it sounds <laughs> I don't mind simply having a wonderful Christmas. Thank you, time. Sean. Thanks, Sean. It's it's thanks it, for your apology. I shouldn't have been surprised that the best Sean content we'd ever get is if we just throw a microphone in his face and say, Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't realize that'd be the best Sean content ever, but it was. Wow. Well, we cleared up a lot today, and I'm eager. Next time you have Andrew on, he can apologize. Why did I think that Joy to the World was your favorite Christmas hymn? I don't know. I, just, I, I mean, it's great. I'm not, I don't dislike it. I seem to somehow remember us having a conversation. You saying, I want to be on to, for joy to the world. I did say that. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but okay. I love it. Yeah. Michael, what's your relationship with this song? Joy to the world. Um, this is like, uh, as big as it gets for Christmas. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Like this is like the anthem mm-hmm. when it comes to Christmas. There is there is no greater anthem than Joy to the World. The most published hymn in North American history. Yeah. Okay, that's insane because I was I saw that too and I was thinking like I would have 100% put all my chips on Amazing Grace. Okay, that's a really interesting counterpoint. I didn't even think about Amazing Grace. I was thinking to myself, of course it is. That is interesting. Is it be Yeah. I mean, I think here here's an interesting thought because it's also true of Mariah Carey, okay? Her her uh what's that song? All I want for Christmas is you, mm-hmm. okay? Is the like there is not a song that is played more than that song. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so my thought is that because Christmas it kind of like saves um these songs for mm. just this time of year, yeah. that everyone binges on those songs throughout yeah, this yeah, month. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happens is the plays just blast off into the atmosphere yeah. during this month more than like your average Amazing Grace, which is like a great song, probably number two. Who knows? But yeah, but like I think because it's this song is relegated to just the Christmas time, it gets like ridiculous plays and enough to make up for it's like a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. It's people who own a, own a Christmas tree farm. And it's like, how do they make it? Because they just sell tons and tons of christmas trees during this time here i'm googling most popular hymns i agree with everything you said (laughs) and um it says amazing grace is the most popular hymn okay but not but i think joy to the world i saw it was most published yeah so maybe it was like the most widely circulated in churches but the most sung or the most known i would say is amazing grace interesting be totally right about that um mary beth you said Earlier, you've been in a lot of Christmas programs. You've directed a lot of them. What place does Joy to the World have in those Christmas programs with children? It's usually the big finish. Yeah? Yeah, this year we did a really nice, the second graders <laughs> did a really nice mashup. They sang What a Wonderful World. Oh, nice. And then it went right into Joy to the World at the end. And the audience literally like started applauding. It's just so, like, because it, it has that feeling. It's joyful. It is very joyful. And we'll talk about this a lot after we listen to the song, but not a Christmas song? No. So cool. Hot take. Well, yeah. it's it's crazy because as Michael and I were prepping for this series, it was like, okay, what are some Christmas songs? And I think Joy to the World was probably the first one that we were like, oh, we'll do that. And oh, we'll save it for last because it's joyful. And we've talked about this every single week, the second Christmas. Yeah. And this song is actually about that, Yeah. which is fascinating. So I think that all that to say like, even if you've heard a song a million times, even if you think you know what it's about, it can still surprise you. Um, and, and that's really, really exciting. Uh, Michael, you led this song this week at church with a choir of children. Was that was that valuable? Was that fun? What do you think? Yeah, it was amazing. It's so, um, all the things that were said earlier, right, about uh, kids and their purity and the way that they um, sing to the Lord from such a deep and honest place is is seen in our children and, and was seen this last weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always um, a, a treat to see kids worship God and yeah. um, sing lyrics that are true of Him. So um, yeah, so that was it was wonderful. Yeah, and I, I say the word valuable because like I think of you know I didn't necessarily grow up in church, but when I was in college, I was in the choir at Point Loma. And we did like a Christmas celebration. We sang Oh Holy Night. And our choir director like basically preached about Oh Holy Night. And he's every time you sing these words, think of that. And I think about like our children who are like, you know, 
they'll be growing up and in their life, someone will mention joy to the world. Oh yeah. I sang that once at my church and I can kind of still remember the words and that's, that's extremely valuable. And, and that was how the church used to, you know, get theology out there. So it's really exciting. And, and this is, this is great. I'm, I'm excited for this. Any last comments before we jump in to joy to the world? Anything at all? We're going to listen to it now. Mary Beth, your hand is raised. No, no, no comments. Well, as we, comments as we listen to it, okay, I think it would be good for the hearer to listen to it with a, a, a future, a yes. futuristic lens. Yes. As you listen to it, hear how the, how the words are actually referencing the second coming. Um, and my hot take would actually be that it is a Christmas song, just that Christmas is not only relegated to the first coming. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And so the, the version I texted Mary Beth, because I thought this was her favorite song, so she had like a million versions ready. Uh, we're going to do Jeremy Riddle version of it. Yeah. So I've not heard it yet. Michael's wide-eyed. He's excited. Thumbs up. Okay. So check out Joy to the World. We'll play it, and then we will uh, we'll talk about it.
That's great. I never heard that before. I like that version. I like that version. I like Jeremy Riddle. His I don't listen to a ton of worship music. I think I've said that. But I think the thing I really like about Jeremy Riddle is, man, he sounds like he's trying really hard, but he doesn't sound like he's trying at all. Like mm. he has a very <laughs> effortless, big voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, makes it really, really fun and really easy to listen to. So I thought that was, I thought that was quite enjoyable. Um, Mary Beth, why pick this version? Because you... Said we'd get sued if we did Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I think I think Aretha would come after us. Yeah, I I, I think it was a good call. Have you ever played this version, Michael? Yeah, yeah, I've led this one um, in the past, and it's this whole album of his is really mm-hmm. fun for anyone who who likes kind of modern worship music, but also likes the kind of the straight um, Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Because he like like as you heard, there's no extra chorus in there. Yes, there's no extra you know melody that's that's kind of out of the left field. Like it's mm-hmm, just the straightness, mm-hmm. but it's also got that kind of rock worship, modern worship vibe. Yeah. Oh my god, so, you're speaking my language. Yeah, really? I do. I this is, I'm a purist, and probably because I'm a music teacher, I don't think we need to add. Right. I think I get it, but I I like a just this is what it is. We're gonna do it. We're not gonna add anything to it. We don't have to. Yep. Yeah, it's a conversation we've been having a lot with these songs of like, man, why do we have to make it funky or why yeah. do we have to make it folky? Yeah. Like I, that's <laughs> this version. It was funny because he made it like CCM, like he made it like contemporary worship yeah. and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good song. And that I think he nailed kind of the anthemic nature of this song. Absolutely. Like this song is supposed to be soaring. It's supposed to be booming because it's about joy so let's add, let me let me kind of break this down sean spoke about joy this past week at church um and i, I just want to flesh it out here difference between joy and happiness particularly as it pertains to christmas because i think people would say it's happy and it's a fun it's a good time but what makes christmas joyful or what's the joy of christmas yeah um i don't know that i have the answer right now <laughs> all right i'll come back um, in 10 minutes but what i'll say about it is i mean we we clearly know um, as Christians, the difference between joy and happiness being that that joy is something that we find in the Lord, not in our circumstances. And um, joy is uh, can can be found even amidst uh, struggles and pain and strife and toil. Mm. Um, that that joy is is actually um, it's the idea of of kind of Paul um, singing while in prison. Mm. You know how does that how does that work? Well, that's that's only the joy that's found in the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know, the love, joy, peace, patience, that piece of, of the fruits. So I, yeah, I think, I think joy is not, is not tied to the things of this world. It's actually mm-hmm. only, truly only found in God. And reminded of that at Christmas is what you're saying. I actually couldn't find the link between Christmas. I, let, let's flesh that out <laughs> some, I don't know. Okay. So, I'm a kind of a verbal processor, so this might Go be kind for of clunky. It. That's but, why you have a microphone in front of you. So uh, one of the reasons that I like this song. Don't love it. No, I do love it. It's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is because, so my history with this song, thanks for asking. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is uh, my dad, my dad pastors um, and my mom pastor a church on Catalina Island. And uh, our Christmas Eve service uh, is at 11 and p.m. and then it goes until midnight and at the end of the service we light candles and we actually walk outside 
and the whole sleepy little town is asleep and we sing silent night. And then as soon as it hits midnight, we sing joy to the world. Mm, And the whole, the whole line ever since I was little is like, we're going to wake up the whole town and you know, we're going to welcome Christmas. We're going to welcome Jesus. We're going to sing this song. And it's really sweet. And people do like, you know, sing it loud and, and, and people hear and the church bell rings and, and it's really sweet. And I think, uh, personally for me, I, uh, I think I dwell in a lot of melancholy and mm. I am very naturally drawn towards those uh um more complicated or 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 poignant parts of the Christian life. Mm. And and the thing that is so refreshing to me about this song is that it puts some shape around the circumstances that uh, uh joy can bring happiness around. This is, it's like Christmas morning, Christmas is this, is, and this song, there's this one moment where it's like, your joy can be manifested right now. They'll line up. Happiness and joy can sync up. Mm. And the, and the lyrics in this song are like, they're all creating a happy environment from a place of joy. And I, I think Mm. that that's there. And there's also in the language here, there's some compulsion of like, you have to participate in this, make like, use your joy to access some gladness. Use your joy to access the happiness of this circumstance. And that doesn't, like we're saying, that doesn't negate anything that's hard. And the Christmas season is, there's a lot of depth and lots of hardness to it. But it's like in this moment and in this song, you get to be glad. And that's what the whole song is about. Hmm. And I think that's really nice. Wow. That's really well put. You get to be glad. I I love that. Yeah. And I love um, Mary Beth, even just um, when you were talking right there, you, you, you kind of touched a little bit on how this is something for everyone that this song is kind of a, it's a very universal song. When you mm-hmm. look at the lyrics, you've got, um, let earth mm-hmm. receive her King. Mm. Um, let every heart, mm-hmm. let heaven and nature, mm-hmm. right. Um, let men, their songs employ. It's this kind of big humanity mm-hmm. is being engaged mm-hmm. and not just humanity, actually mm-hmm. the whole earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, every it's piece everything. of it's nature. Like a, it's a holistic song. It's and the right. totality of everything. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, it's Shalom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting. And Michael, I don't want to cut you off, but I want to keep on that idea of like totality here. Cause you know, we, we talked about kind of before how this song is about the second Christmas, which is, you know, we would say probably the end of scripture. I don't know a lot and Mary Beth and Michael, maybe have to fill in some gaps here, but a lot of Christmas songs that actually quote Genesis, um, as far as the curse is found, you know, this mm-hmm. idea in Genesis three, um, sin is a curse and you know, he will, we talked about this last week with Harley Harold just saying the, 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 prof, the prophecy in Genesis three. But I think it's fascinating to think of, yes, this song is, is for Christmas 2.0 down the road, but it's also like a pre Christmas, mm-hmm. like the beginning beginning. And whereas Christmas mm-hmm. is kind of like a new beginning. And then there's that final beginning with Christ coming. Th- this actually goes back to the beginning of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a pre Christmas to mm-hmm. your Christmas. So not mm-hmm. only does this point to the manger and you have a new earth, but it also points to Eden goes backwards, yeah. mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So you talk about the totality of existence with men and heart and, you know, that's like the totality of humanity and then rocks and, and fields and plains, the totality of creation. And then the totality of the, the drama of scripture, mm-hmm. Genesis to Revelation, like this is a full encompassing song, just like joy is that full encompassing emotion. Like you were saying, Mary Beth, full encompassing and it can encompass sadness. 
mm-hmm. and it can encompass part of the melancholy of the season of the Christian life. So I, I think, again, this song functionally is mind-blowing, mm-hmm. mind-blowing. I yeah. think it's so, so sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about this song that that I love in that it has nothing to do with how you feel today. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Like it, whether you are feeling as a congregant while singing this, or even as a non-Christian, actually, like even as a non-Christian, which a lot of the non-Christian world sings this song, Mm -hmm. um, no matter where you're at, this song is for you Mm -hmm. because it's, it's speaking about joy in this, in this, the truest sense of joy, um, in the sense that it would be for you today as much as it is for you tomorrow, non-determinate upon your circumstances. Um, and so it feels like a, just a, a human song, you know? Oh, wow. Mm. That's really good. I like that too, because the language of the song, um, places us in the context of creation. Yeah. Which is humbling, right? There's no, there's no me. The word me isn't in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, which in modern worship, we spend a lot of time talking about our feelings and, God being ours and us being his and that's true and beautiful and good and there's a place for that but I like how this song situates us in creation that idea of brother son sister moon like we are all created and and um Jesus came to redeem the whole Mm. and so as a part of that I, I like that this song kind of pricks my spiritual imagination where it's like um heaven and nature singing you know, like I'm a person who loves creation. I love being in nature. So it's like, I love to think like, I love to think if I'm, you know, I was just in Yosemite standing in the middle of the trees in Yosemite, you know, they are singing, heaven and nature is singing. I get to participate. And mm. something about that, it, it, it's put you in context, but there's also this freeing of like, okay, well, if, if the trees are doing it, I can do it. Yeah. And if yeah. and if if heaven and and nature are doing it, if the cosmos are doing it, I can do it. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be maybe quite as gigantic of a thing as sometimes we make it out to be. It can be a natural thing because that's what creation is doing and we are part of creation. Yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting. It, it reminds me of uh Luke 19 in Luke 19:40. It's the piece that says, um, I tell you that if yeah. these should should hold their peace, the stones would cry out immediately, yep. which is this idea of of almost like um, God's going to receive praise, yeah. whether you like to yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say to Mary Beth's point. Like, and I was going to quote that verse as well, Michael. That's super funny. But it's like the, the trees are singing, the rocks are singing, like you're invited to, but like it's going to happen without you. Yeah. Like Christmas will happen without you. Yeah. The manger is there without you. And it's like you get invited to that, and that makes it all the more special. Yeah, and I think I think that's part of my my enjoyment of this song. As as joyful as it is, like it's not a party that you're watching happen somewhere else. Yeah. It's a party. The door's wide open. It's yeah. like you can come experience this. Like, but we're we're not going to wait for you. Yeah. Like if you want to party, you can come party. And this song's a party, baby. It is. <laughs> it is this song's a party, a party baby. Uh, Michael, what do we need to know about? This guy, Isaac Watts, do you know anything about it, this guy? I know a couple things. Um, not everything, but a couple things. Um, so Isaac Watts, um, born in 1674 in Southampton, Ham- Hampshire, England. Oh, the old Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, the old Hampshire. Um, he wrote the song in 1719. Um, he also wrote uh, a couple of other famous hymns. One of my favorites, When I Survey the Wondrous mm-hmm. Cross. Oh, wow. 
actually, mm-hmm. what's interesting about that is that song is like the archetypical Easter song. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I would even say Good, Good Friday. Friday song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love that song. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Real yeah. time knowledge. Love that. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how he gets placed as the archetypical uh, Christmas song yeah. and uh, Good Friday. So yeah. kind of cool. But um, And then he wrote our, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, which is another, another good one. Um, he was one of the first hymn writers in England. And what's interesting about him is that he was complaining um, that a lot, because at that time they would just sing the the Psalms. That was their kind of, their go-to is mm. they would just sing, they, they'd kind of place uh, uh, musical uh, musical lines over Psalms and then just sing the Psalms. Um, and he was complaining about it because it didn't feel as kind of art, artsy as he would want it to be or that it wasn't connecting with his heart or even just theologically, it wasn't kind of, uh, the, the music wasn't wasn't moving the way that it should and in his in his opinion, in his opinion, um, but his dad actually actually gave him a challenge and said, "Well, do something about it." And so then he went on to write uh, over seven hundred and fifty hymns <laughs> because of his dad's challenge. Um, and wow. "Joy to the World" um, mm-hmm. was one of those hymns that he. wrote. I was reading somewhere that he would write. He was also a preacher, and he yep. would write a hymn for every single sermon he preached. How so rad he would is preach that? the sermon. And then the congregation would sing the hymn that he specifically wrote for the sermon. Is that vain? I think that's... I like it. Comprehensive. Comprehensive to say the least. Because you can go back and be like, oh, when did I preach that? And you can, oh, wait, no, what song is that that I wrote? That's fascinating. Uh, It's funny you say that. He's like bored of singing him uh psalms when the song is like just literally quoting three like two big psalms like uh, you said that i kind of chuckled i'm like okay well you didn't do a great job <laughs> yeah i mean he he was well i think it was probably a big leap right for him to even uh actually not was it only was it a big leap it was extremely controversial at the time mm. that that people were um that he was writing lyrics that were going to come out of people's mouths mm-hmm. in worship mm-hmm. That was actually really controversial in the Church of England at the time. They, go ahead. He actually wasn't part of the Church of England. I read somewhere that he and his family were nonconformists, which means that Ex- they were separatists, so they had to write their own music too. Right? right. Right. Yes, they were. They were separatists. They were Protestants, and so they were not. Yeah, they were not a part of the Church of England. Well, but it. What I. I guess I should have said is in England, in culture, um, in church culture at the time, you weren't allowed to sing the words of man. And so there was a lot of controversy around that. And then there was, there was even um, more controversy around uh, verse four for him. Mm. Um, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, verse three. No, 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 no. Verse three, verse three, mm-hmm. um, where it's, where he's singing far as the curse is found, mm-hmm. far as the curse is found. There was this, this controversy around the idea that he would be singing that song um, uh, with joy, like it's talking about the curse being found everywhere that how can you sing that with joy and how can you sing about joy when we're talking about the curse being found everywhere? Mm-hmm. There's controversy on that. And and his response was, well, my, my new Testament view of, of Jesus and what he's done actually makes the curse powerless. Mm-hmm. And so there's joy that the curse, yeah, it can be found far as far as you can go, but no more let sins and sorrows grow because we have Jesus now. So, um, and, and, uh, once again, this is this is looking forward to the second coming, and yeah. that would be when there would be no curse found anywhere. Mm-hmm. Period, not even the residuals. Mm. So, that's what I was gonna say. Like, 
or I guess that was my next question. Like we we've been teasing it, but where do you see the second Christmas in this? And it's it's right there, far as the curse is found or not found, so to speak. Uh, Mary Beth, mm. we had not we have not talked about this previously, but musically, mm-hmm. what's going on with this song? Well, it's an incredibly fun melody to sing because it moves a lot. And this is not an original thought, so I have to credit my roommate Emily. But <laughs> she was saying it's just so beautiful how the melody descends. At first, right? Mm-hmm. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And then ascends. Mm-hmm. So it's like mirroring Christ coming down to us. Okay, come on. Things that are coming to us, the gospel coming down to us. So good. And then coming back up. Come on. And that'll preach. So it's it's aesthetically nice, but it's also there's this, you know, there's more going on than that. Do you guys know who wrote the melody? It I know what you're gonna say, and it's not. What? You're going to say that it was Handel. It's just one part. No, Handel didn't write the melody. Lowell Mason, he loved Handel. Yeah. And he basically covers he was like inspired a by little bit. Of, yeah. So if you go on YouTube and you type in uh, Handel's Messiah 34, lift up your heads, ye gates or whatever, yep. the beginning of it, it's and then it's not joy to the world and yeah. it's very just the first four yeah. notes yeah it's yeah. very arresting to be like oh but it's super funny like he basically covers it yeah yep that's rad he's a fanboy he's a fanboy yeah it's like a little interpolation yeah if you're a fan of like jam bands they do that all the time they just throw in like four notes of a song and you're like wow a little tease of that one i love it if it was today handel would be on the credits of this song yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh my gosh uh, dude olivia rodrigo would, would have uh, a lot of money to yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I love that. I love that. It's a little bit of a a little reference. Speaking of reference, we have a couple Psalms referenced uh, extensively. Psalm 98, um, which I have here, says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And then I think this is kind of where we really get into the joy to the world of it all. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the peoples with equity. And so our boy Isaac hears that and says, it's the happiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see if we could put any handles Messiah to this. <laughs> the rest is history. Yep. Michael, when you lead this song, what are you hoping happens in the hearts of the congregation? Um. So I, my hope is that um, my, my biggest hope really is that our congregation can find themselves in the grand narrative of God. Mm that they can actually see that they've been invited to be a part of this story of Jesus coming to earth. Um, that this is not just a story about um, Jesus and what he did, but it's actually their story. It's their story of salvation. Um, it's their story of, pr- of eternal praise. Um, and um, that they're being invited into that eternal praise now, today. Um, uh, you mentioned last week, uh, Hunter, the, the idea of inaugurated eschatology. Yeah. And, and that kind of, you know, the end times are both coming, but they're also here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my hope is that we can find ourselves kind of as, as a part of all creation, both past and present and future, um, praise, it's almost like this is, this is us 
um, forever, <laughs> right? Huh. Like this is what we're going to be doing forever, um, praising God and enjoy um, because he's come. That's beautiful. Mary Beth as a congregant slash worship leader, but we'll, we'll take the worship leader hat off right now. As a congregant, this song gets played Christmas services. Where does your heart immediately go? I think it's just, it lifts. Mm. It's a lifting song. And it is, it's like the, it's the, it's the moment. It's the culmination. It always comes at the point of like, this is it. Yeah. And I think it's a really nice thing to be given permission to just go there. Yeah. And not mm. with any caveats and not with like, you know, yeah, but, and, and you know, you, you know, all those things and uh, all of the difficulties are true and they'll be there and, and Christmas is complicated. But when this song happens, I just think, like you said, it's so, it's such an anthem that it just lifts you up. And if you let yourself get swept along and that's why it's so, it's so good to hear other people singing it. You get to really be one part of a whole. And I think there's a lot of safety in that and we can just have a little party. Yeah, just like in a moment of melancholy, you walk into church on Christmas Eve or in the Christmas season and you sing Joy to the World, you're not experiencing joy, but the person next to you is, and you let their voice it lift can carry yours. You along. Yeah, just for like sure. you go into creation and you let creation carry you lift along. you towards yeah. God. Yeah, that's that's really profound. And and it's funny to end it on this one. And again, Michael and I were, were fairly thoughtful with how we you know, placed these songs in this week, but we're heading towards Christmas. And so are you guys feeling joyful heading into Christmas this week? I am. I'm really excited for for Friday. I'm being together. I'm excited to light the Christ candle. We've we've been kind of ramping up to that point. Um, and you know what's what's actually really cool is that in the office this week we've we've just just been kind of running a million miles an hour the last month, and it's almost like we've got everything planned. We've got for the most part we've got everything planned, and there's kind of this like peace in the office this week, and I and I'm just excited to like to move on to Friday in that piece. Um, so yeah, really cool. Yeah. Mary Beth, are you excited for Christmas this year? Are you, do you have joy in your heart? I do. Um, I, now that it's Christmas break, I feel that yes. kind of like unwinding, which is a total gift. And then I actually was thinking the other day about like Christmas Eve last year. Yeah. And how, I mean, it's not the right thing to say how far we've come, but just like how, um, how far we've come, I guess, like how, how, how this community has been brought along and moved together in these really beautiful ways. And, and I, I can't believe it's been a year and also, I know, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I am really excited to, to be together on Christmas Eve. And, um, I, I am really excited to kind of like have permission to just like relax and enjoy it. Yeah. And I think Coastline, we have permission to be really joyful about where we have been and where we are. And I, I'd never, I've not thought about where we were this time last year, but we filmed the service. Yeah. And we had people read it. I mean, COVID was bad then. COVID's bad now. So it's just like some things don't change, unfortunately, but some <laughs> things do change and we have a venue and we're going to be in person lighting the candle, which I think, I think is really, really rad. It gives me a lot of joy. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and you guys, any last thoughts on Joy to the World? I've got two more thoughts. Yes. They're, they're small. That's fine. It's, I hope they're big. One is, is not bring big. bring me a lot of one joy is very small. Giant. One is very small. The, the, the first one is just that it's just a little interesting fact that uh, Lowell Mason, he, he wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> he put or he put the the song to Mary had a little lamb wow. as well. So that's just another like interesting How fact, funny. right? That 
this guy is kind of putting the music together for both Joy to the World and Mary Had a Little Lamb. This is a hard-hitting crew that did this song. <laughs> this is like the Beatles of him writing. In fact, Mary Had a Little Lamb was the song that I used to audition for choir when I was in junior high, and I didn't know any what? other songs, and I didn't know that I could sing. Let's hear it. No, not right now. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, not right no, now. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, um, ask me about that story later. The the, <laughs> the next thing I wanted to say, last thing I wanted to say is just how I, I don't want to like finish this podcast without mentioning verse four, mm. because I think it's, it's, um, it's just really profound. He, he talks, it says he rules the world with truth and grace, which first of all is just mind blowing. The fact that we have a God who's both fully ruling with truth um, and yet also fully ruling with the fullness of grace. That both of those two things uh, don't stand in tension to one another, or they do stand in tension to one another, and yet he does it does them both perfectly. Mm. Um, and then, he, I, I love this line, and makes the nations prove. Which I think, once again, is just like this, it's this kind of, this this truthful statement about like the the nations are going to prove the the glories of his righteousness whether whether we like it or not mm-hmm. because he's that powerful and that strong and that in control that we're all the nations are going to prove his glory and goodness um he makes it so and and so now but then i love how it ends and wonders of his love so mm-hmm. it's it's both talking about his power mm-hmm. um his grandeur right his um transcendence mm-hmm. And yet the imminence and his his kind of um, intimacy with us, the wonders of his love for us. And so I think we hold those things in tension. And I just didn't want us to miss that, mm-hmm. that those lines as we sing them. Mm-hmm. So I had to say that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I just, I mean, it'd be helpful if I did outline these and like give you guys questions beforehand. But that takes time. And I would rather <laughs> talk to you guys than, <laughs> than prep stuff like that. But Mary Beth, any closing thoughts on joy to the world? I think my closing thought is just an encouragement from one sad girl to everyone else. Just that you're you're allowed to be happy when you sing mm. this song. That's good. You don't have to be, but you're allowed to be. And um you get to be happy with all of creation around you mm. and you get to be happy with brothers and sisters around you and it doesn't have to be any one way but you know there is gladness to be had Mm. that's good there is gladness to be had well i'm glad that we got you mary beth to join jump on the podcast this episode thank you for your invaluable wisdom oh my next year next year we'll get you for some really weird obscure let's go orchestral piece that michael the boar's head carol look at each other for the whole time (laughs) no i think the dream what if we just did like we just did a live stream of Handel's Messiah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like us three. I'm down. <laughs> I've sung you. the Messiah. I knew you'd be. How long is it? Is it like really long? It's pretty long. Yeah. I've never, I don't. It's an, I'm, it's I, an oratorio, which means it's like um, almost opera length. You know, <sighs> it's just basically like an opera without the staging. Hmm. It's telling the whole story. Well, I can't wait to jump into that. <laughs> But we'll do that next time. And hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. This is the uh, final one of the year. So 
Thanks for making 2021 the best year of the Coastline Covenant podcast yeah. yet. Yeah. It's uh, been so good. Thanks for listening to us, yeah, everyone. Thanks for listening. I, I, especially for listening to me the last four weeks. Oh, Michael, so, you've made this you. better. I think I think we needed to break up the Hunter show for a bit. I think we need a co-host situation. <gasps> um, we can officially Listen, announce as now. an avid listener. <laughs> as an avid listener, I appreciate Mary Beth diverse voices. is telling me to not talk so much. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. You know, You need to know when it's... When it's good feedback, and that's good feedback. You're a great talker, Hunter. You are. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that, that's ammo, though, for me. <laughs> when I'm thinking, should I continue the podcast? And it's like, no, Michael says I'm a good talker. You are. So I'm going to keep talking. Anyway, 2022 will be a great year for the podcast. But until then. Hold on. Hold on. What? I just really want to. Can I, can I do the ending? <gasps> yes. Okay. Oh, until then, friends, have a merry, merry Christmas. And we'll see you guys next year. And every year after that. Yeah! <laughs>